welcome everybody back to Barbells and Beers, episode, episode two, part, part two, two episode <laughs> fuck whatever we're up to. Um, based on the, the nature of this, I'm going to just preface this with a trigger warning. Uh, we will be discussing eating disorders, um, mental health issues, um, hospitals, all that fun stuff. All that fun shit. Um, <laughs> if you are um, a vulnerable person in this space, then I would recommend that you either skip this episode. Um, to our what, previous amazing episode. Yeah, tune in to episode zero, episode one. That's not it. episode two. <laughs> um, go back and listen to those um, yeah. or just... Um, hang in know, there for another episode. Hang in there and we'll put, put another one, a bit, of a bit of a fun one out maybe. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's that little bit of a disclosure, sure. I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so on the previous episode or part one of of episode two we we discussed your hospital admission. hospital your your how the fuck we found ourselves there um <laughs> it's one of those topics that you know is is so big in its um nature that you know i, I we probably did jump around a little bit um in that episode well, I think this is kind of the, only, the first time i've really gone into um detail about it so even i'm sitting here i'm like this is a little bit uncomfortable like yeah. I, like you had to like keep telling me to stop moving around, but I was like, I don't know what to do right now. Like, this is weird. <laughs> I don't know what to do with my hands. I know. I'm like, what do I talk about? Um, <laughs> yeah. So I guess with this space, you know, I think one of the big things that that we found in in going through it and and reflecting, I guess, on on what we know now of the topic, um, that they're there isn't, in a lot of cases, a predominant trigger around that um, or around that the eating disorder sort of manifesting itself. I know? do want to say that social media does have a big impact on a lot of people with eating disorders. I don't want to say it's a, a dangerous thing or a that's the only thing that causes eating disorders because it's not, but I do recommend being very careful with who you follow content you're seeing on social media because that can be very triggering and it can cause you to go into that bad space i do know that for a lot of people yeah no that was something i did want to sort of probably talk about um you know through an information session that that mum and i went to um you know we we sat there and were told that you know that this um this eating disorder you know dormant in you know most most cases but you know there will be something that you know we don't even really know what triggers it and then all of a sudden you hey there's no trigger yeah then all of a sudden you're in you're in hospital i remember sitting there in that that session really confused with a lot of the things that were being said and didn't really make a whole lot of sense to me um and i remember very clearly one of the things i got told all the time so is this isn't you maddie this is the eating disorder I don't know if you remember that, but... Uh, yeah, I, um, I have a vague recollection of having that like, said once bullshit. or a thousand times. <laughs> um, uh, I was just going to say, I think the thing that the, the hospital focus really is on just refeeding. It's yes. just gaining weight, gaining weight quickly, and it doesn't focus on the mental health side, which obviously is a predominant component of the um, of the eating disorder as well. That is a really good point, actually. Yeah. Like, uh, just it's, trying to remember, were you, were you at that session where andy was andy that was speaking? andy sandy and mandy andy sandy and mandy 
um, yeah, when when Andy was sitting there going, you know, in our in our experience in our research, social media doesn't have any part to play in this. I just about fell off my fucking chair. I'm sorry, but this program just makes me so angry. If you're listening to this right now, I'm like, oh my god. Like, this is something I'm so passionate about is how it works for some people, but for the large majority of people, the hospital program is ridiculous. Like, the way it is structured is a joke. Um, I think we'll preface that by saying we are extremely appreciative of the hospital program and what they did because they basically saved your life, Madison. So mm-hmm. yeah. I think we will temper that sentiment a little bit. Um, you wouldn't be here had it not been for the hospital program. Um, yes, they. there is probably some uh, segments of it that, that was difficult for us to kind of understand i suppose um and i think that was probably more so in the aftercare more so than the actual hospital admission time i think that's what i yeah i agree i think that in the hospital was okay like somewhat okay but when you come out like the after program is what is really hard yeah and i think mum sort of hit the nail on the nail on the head yeah, that is right, isn't it? That's right, right. Um, when when you said then around, they basically just are there to to mm-hmm. refeed you and to get your weight up, and then you're out. Yeah. Um, there isn't there isn't time. There isn't uh, resources there for that for that other. Because they have a lineup of other patients. Yeah, that's right. Um, so we're we're in the midst of of this this hospital hospital administration. Why do I keep saying administration? Admission, hospital admission. Um, stay. Um, you're up to level three, four. Uh, there was five levels. There were five. Yeah, might have been. I think it was five. Basically, your your top caloric input level, or the the things that you needed, I think, was around thirty. 3,700 calories a day. <laughs> so we get to a point where, you know, it, it, you're on the right track. Um, we were fortunate enough to have a half-day half day stay, stay at home, um, which you got to come home. And Pretty much they pick you up after breakfast and bring you home before dinner. Yeah, so you came home, you saw the cat, you saw the goat, you saw the dog. Um, you got to be in your own your own space for for that half a day. Um that was the first inkling I think that I had of this is going to be fucked mm. when you get out. I was. You were. An interesting character. Yeah, look, interesting's, you know, probably not the word I'd use. Um, <laughs> but it's probably the most diplomatic word that I think we could probably use in this situation. So um, you were a shell of yourself. You were, you were, you were very disconnected from. The world. Here. Reality. <laughs> Reality, yeah. Um, and then you went back for, for an overnight at the hospital and, and you got got checks and, and all that. Then we had an overnight stay at home. Hmm. That was basically like the half day on steroids. <laughs> you were an absolute fucking nightmare. Um, also, I didn't sleep in my own, like I didn't sleep on my own for over a year. After the hospital. I wasn't allowed to. Um, yeah, so that, that overnight, I thought 
we're in a bit of fucking strife here. Um, to try and get you to, to eat, to do anything was rough. Um, you were, you were barred from the kitchen. You weren't allowed in that, that area of the house whatsoever. Um, but that's where the anorexia started talking again and you tried to regain control and to, to, to really just, um, impose anorexia's will on what we were doing was wrong and what you thought was right. Um, yeah, that overnight was... I actually don't remember it. Like, you're talking now and I actually don't remember it. Do you remember, Asher, any, anything about that, that half day or that overnight? I remember or? the half day. I don't remember the overnight. I kind of... I think I've blurred that from my memory too. <laughs> I'm just like... <laughs> yeah. It was... Um, yeah, it was, it was, it was interesting. Use that word interesting. <laughs> we'll, we'll go with that. Um, and also, can I say, before that overnight, I was told if I... Because pretty much up until my overnight, I was losing weight in hospital because my body, like, had just, like, started taking in this food and was actually using it for what it needed. So I began to lose weight in hospital. And obviously, that was really scary for the doctors and everything. So they're like, pretty much, if you don't lose weight on your overnight, you're staying here. Like, you're not going home. Yeah. And then I came out the next day and I gained 0.2 or something like that. And, and 0.2 of a kilo seemed like this most incredible number that I was fucking jumping up and down. Mum and I were high five and we're like, yeah, 0.2. <laughs> Fuck yeah, she gained. <laughs> Fuck, we, we're basically fucking doctors. I'm like, we don't need the hospital. We, like, we'll, we'll start running a bloody Anno camp at the farm here. We know what we're doing. That was short-lived. Um, so you went back. You went back to get your tests, and you, you overnight at the hospital, and, and that again. Um, and then the tenth of June, day before my fourteenth birthday, rolls around, and because that was my goal the whole hospital time was to get out before my birthday. And it was touch and go for almost three weeks there. Of that was our goal, and that was that was really the big motivational yeah. tool that that Mum and I latched onto that that the hospital knew about and. It was kind of the, the only lever that we really had to, to pull to try and get you to do what you need to do at hospital is, Maddie, you want to be here for your birthday? Nope. Mm. Eat that fucking scone. <laughs> um, oh, the scones. <laughs> <laughs> or we could have had the purple chicken. Oh, no. We're not talking about the food I ate <laughs> in hospital. <laughs> if anyone's got any questions around the food that I was... happily... That was uh, administered to Madison at the, at the hospital. Um, that's something we're, we're more than happy to take questions on. Message and, and me, like, if you have any questions about the hospital program, like, we're happy to answer. Yep. That's where I was going with that. Um, so, 10th of June, we got, we got discharged. I was going to say dismissed. We got discharged. You're struggling with words. I right? am. English. I am. I'm only drinking a coffee. It's because I haven't got a Furphy. Furphy sponsor me. Um... <laughs> We came home and yeah, that was a blur. I, don't I think it. you know it was that period of time I think where we were just so fucking exhausted mm-hmm. from going to hospital every day until after dinner when we were, when they basically kicked us out. Yeah. To still, you know, as as you said earlier, Asha, like still trying to run a business, still trying to to really make sure that Jordan was 
was as okay as he could be through this this time as well. Ash, I'd really love to get your your take on or your your sort of perspective you know through that you know we, we did touch on you know trying to to keep the business going and and maintain some sort of sense of normalcy that's what yeah that's good it's a word isn't it we'll use that anyway um through that that just initial period before we kind of really knew what it looked like you know how I guess at that point it was just really putting one foot in front of the other. Um, I guess we didn't really know. I guess we did know what to expect when Maddie came out, but it was one of those things like she couldn't go back to school. Like she had to stay home after she came out of hospital. And um, and I mean, basically you ended up staying out of school for the whole rest of the year. So you came out on the 10th of June and then you didn't actually go back to school for the rest of the year yeah um so Trent basically became her full-time carer um over that period of time um and then I basically every day just went to work and um had to just put on a brave front and just keep doing what I had to do just to I guess keep the roof over her head and keep the clients happy and um so there was a lot of just get on with it and I guess deal with everything behind the scenes which obviously wasn't easy but it was just what we had to do like our priority was still Maddie but I guess when both of us are in the business you just have to do what you've got to do so I don't think anyone really knew the full extent and I don't think that anyone can until you walk a day in someone's shoes in terms of um the the drain and the stress and and everything um but I guess on the other side is we're in a very privileged position because there were other parents that we would talk to when we were in hospital that had to give up their jobs and things because their employers weren't happy with the fact that their daughter was obviously in and out of hospital and and they had to prioritize their their child as well so it was a a bit of a blessing and a curse um in that sense Mm -hmm. but as i said as a parent you do everything that you Mm. can for your child um to help them yeah um yeah i mean obviously ongoing medical appointments and we did see psychiatrists and psychologists and so it was a very expensive time as well so yeah was it the, the 10th or was it your birthday that we went down to port elliot my birthday we went to port elliot bakery this was a, a day that will forever live in my memory <laughs> Because I've, we've come out of hospital and we're on, you know, we, we thought it was going to be all right. We thought she's been dis, dis, discharged. <laughs> it's all good. She's cured. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> so we thought, fuck, it's Maddie's birthday. We'll get down to Port Elliot. Let's, and I look back at it now and go, fuck me. Day out of hospital. Let's take the fucking Anno kid. Down to bloody Port Elliot Bakery, bakery <laughs> for a birthday donut. What did you have there that day, Matt? I had a ch- collie broccoli pie. <laughs> I sat there and spent 50 minutes eating it and didn't even eat the whole thing. Yeah. Um, I mean, you didn't spend 50 minutes eating it. You spent... 45 minutes crying <laughs> and about and playing with it and about 
two and a half minutes of belligerent swearing and about two and a half minutes of picking at it. That was... Can that I was, also just say it was not very good? It was... It was... It was an unmitigated fucking disaster. Um, <laughs> no, she means the pie The pie was not good. <laughs> I didn't mind it, actually. I think that was a moment where I've kind of had a real reality check and gone, she's not fucking cured. Um, and <laughs> how like, how do what, I go what? about readmitting her? <laughs> because this was fucked. <laughs> um, it was a very quiet drive home um, after Pygate. Actually, I have videos on my phone of you, when we were driving down the driveway, you were on the back of the car. Like you were standing on the handle, like on the. If I could have done that the whole trip back from Port Elliot, it would have been good. Um, <laughs> that was the first time I laughed in about three weeks. <laughs> yeah. Um. That kind of kicked off. What was going to be. A. Unknown period of time, where it was basically made up every day, as Asha touched on you know, a few minutes ago um, and just the way that our business is structured, you know, it allowed me to basically become Madison's full-time carer, which obviously her not being at school meant that my time every day was, was spent, you know, doing her meals from, from sun up to, to sundown. Um, we were still at 3,700 calories a day, which was broken down into six meals, uh, three main meals, three snacks. And one of those snacks was meant to be a dessert, but I reckon you probably had one of them. Oh, was it? You yeah, I absolutely refuse to eat dessert. I oh, that's know. what I mean. Yeah, that yeah, never yeah, happened. I don't know what was wrong with it, but I just, nah. <laughs> you weren't getting me to eat anything after dinner. That's yeah, for sure. so it was, yeah, basically the, the rest of 2021. Um. That yeah. That that I spent, you know, at home with, with my old mate Mad Dog. Um. Yeah, and I was I was sort of obviously responsible for for all of her meals through that time. The mountain of fucking dishes that can be accumulated across six meals for one fucking kid. Because I couldn't just have something on one plate. It had to be in four individual bowls. Yeah. And you still do that now, you psycho. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> um, yeah, and um, you know, then we sort of go into into that period of weekly hospital visits with with the head diet, not dietitian, head, head um, doctor, doctor mm-hmm. Mandy, um, who got to the point of the end where she just we weren't her favourite. Um, <laughs> the amount of times that she was like, "Trent, you need to stop swearing, please." Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I was pretty close to having security called one yeah. day because I yes. lost my absolute shit. Um, basically, at the hospital at Madison, um, just from pure exhaustion, I think of of having another. So basically, taking a step back, we were on weekly hospital uh, visits where we would take Madison to the to the ward. Um, they would weigh her in. They would take her her bloods. Uh, there was a urine sample. Observations. Yeah. Yeah. All, all the robs. And they would give us a, a number that she was at. I wasn't allowed to know because I had a meltdown. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think when you were discharged, you were at... 51. 51. Um, when oh, you were, 54. No, it was more. Yeah, yeah it was 54. Because yeah. when you were admitted, you were 49. 49. Um, 
Madison's goal weight, no ideal weight. Sorry. Um, as as so before going into hospital, I was sixty one. Yep. And when when they sort of uh, provided us with the information and you know what what ideally they would like to have you at, it was it was um, mid sixties. Which we had to try and keep a bit of a secret from you for a long period of time, <laughs> because I think the one day we let it slip, that was meltdown yeah, central. Yeah. So she trained after that, didn't go down well. Yeah, no, it was, it was, it was the time. I remember being like, fifty nine's fine. Like I'm, I'm fine with fifty nine. Yeah. Like, yeah, if you could have stayed on fifty nine for that that time, it would have been you would have loved that. <laughs> um, to try and get you anywhere above sixty was that Hell. magical number. Um, yeah, 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 and then obviously the as, at, at the weekly appointments, we were given given an update as to where you're at. Um, and I would say 99% of those visits ended up in very heated arguments on the way home. I um, hate you, I just want to get in the middle again, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> yeah, um, and I think the amount of times that we sort of struggled through those or even approaching them where mum and I had discussions around if it's this, then she stays. Mm. Um, we had bags packed. We were ready to leave you there. Mm. I had the amount of times I had to actually take a bag to hospital mm-hmm. because we thought I was going to get admitted again. This was mainly last year, not so much in 2021. But, um, yeah, we were like, well, we have your bag in the back. Like, you need to get admitted. That's what we're going to do. Yeah. Um, also, in 2021, I also want to say I was also on medication that didn't really help that much <laughs> yeah one um one event that i might actually get get asha to provide her um her uh, recollection of it where is this going <laughs> there was there was a time i think it was probably one of the last appointments that we we're about to go to or maybe you had a refusal at home or something like that and i was at work? Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> this is in... Okay, but we, we can't even talk about quests. Yeah, I'll, I'll get to that. Okay. You know, this is just <laughs> one so that I probably, probably wanted to just get mum's... last year. Mum's view on. Um, <laughs> I think you, you... Judging by the look on your face there, you, you think you know where I'm going with this? Mm-hmm. Do you want to just yes. um, give the listeners, you know, a bit of a... bit of a insight into this particular um, moment, Asha? <laughs> uh, well, I mean... As, as Trent said, we'll go a bit more into how we got back to where we were in 2022. But, um, yeah, there was, as Trent said, it was a bit touch and go. Like, I'd already had conversations with um, Sandy, who was the head nurse at Flinders, um, about getting Madison readmitted. Um, they actually got me a bed. Yeah. yeah, they even, yeah, as Maddie said, got her a bed ready. Um, and it was just a day where I was just really struggling with her. Um, and I got Trent to come home from work and basically we were just going to get her and put her straight in the car. We had her bag packed, ready to go. <laughs> that is laughing. Mind you, work is not five minutes around the corner. Work is a 40-odd minute commute yeah. um, from, from the CBD from the uh, down south. So I've had a, a phone call from Asha, quite um, emotional, across the big spectrum of emotions. <laughs> There was manic laughter. There was a lot of swear words that I've never heard come out of a woman's mouth before. Um, there was there was yelling at Madison in the background, followed by, "Just fucking get here whenever you fucking can." 
carry on. And, and I'm a fairly calm person in most circumstances, I would say, but I think we were kind of both at the point where we just, we'd hit our threshold with her. Um, she wasn't doing what she was meant to do. And I guess being that we'd been through the hospital process before, we knew that what we had to do. Um, but basically Trent came home and we tried to corner Madison um, and our, we live in a split level house. So Madison actually managed to get through the two of us. Trent and I like it, it was like watching a running back try to, <laughs> to run through some linebackers in a NFL match. Yeah. Asher and I were set up as these, these linebackers and Maddie has just got the ball, figuratively speaking, and tried to run through it. Yeah, and she basically slid down the stairs. I threw myself down the stairs. How she didn't get bumps or bruises or anything like so that. So Madison's Madison's um, negotiating tactic to try and avoid going to her appointment and to try to stop us from admitting her was throwing herself down a flight of stairs. <laughs> and then after that, we went and got euros, and it was okay. That was yes. another negotiation yeah. negotiation tactic from you. Was, yeah. We're going to get you, Ross King. Don't take me to hospital. Yeah. There were lots of negotiations during Which that is, period of time. Which goes against the grind and against mm. the, the professional's um, uh, opinion. Um, yeah. So... That was that was a fun time. Mm. I think you just get to a point where you're just so exhausted and you hit yeah. your limit. Yeah. You kind of will just do anything to appease yeah. and just think, okay, maybe this is the turning point. This yeah. is where she's going to get back on track. You know, and as as Madison has touched on, um, you know, a couple of couple of times, um, there was a school camp uh, which was titled Quest, um, which is where the year ten students at, at yeah. her school. You know, oh, I'm in year ten now. Oh yeah, yeah, I too. Yeah. Don't ask me the date of birth. There's that concussion coming <laughs> yeah, back in again. Chat. Um, so yeah, all the year nine students at Madison School go on a, a camp called Quest, um, which is basically a two-week self-supported adventure. It's not an adventure. Do you want to just um, give us a brief insight, Maddie, into to Quest and just sort of just mm. just the highlights around what that is? Um. Before I actually talk about that, I want to talk about, so last year in April, I kind of began to relapse when I got COVID, I got quite sick again, and then Quest was later in the year in October, so I was already sick leading up to this point. Um, so Quest is a two-week, yeah, two-week school camp, all the United go. It is at the Grampians. Grampians. Yeah. Um, you're pretty much divided into groups. You do different activities every day. You're sleeping in a tent in, oh, what was the weather? <laughs> it was it was freezing like there was a point where there was snow um at some areas of the camp and i like to call it a concentration camp um it's yeah you're hiking we had to do a four-day hike where we carried our tents on our backs we carried our food and it would just camp along the way so you I, did hiking you did mountain biking kayaking yeah kayaking mountain climbing, adventure mountain, what's called rock climbing yep yeah so this was over a period of two weeks. Madison had no no, no access to the outside world. There was no mobile phones, which I think for you was a really good thing. Yeah, I loved it. In some sense. Yeah. 
Um, we'd done what we needed to do with the school in the lead up to that. We'd we'd have um, lots of lots of communication with them, and and they were fully aware of your situation and and you know what what needed to happen on that camp. Um, we discussed it with with Mandy, um, who didn't really think that it was a great idea for you to go. We at that point in time thought a bit differently um, that it might have been a bit of a catalyst for you to to show recovery I suppose and show that the things that you were telling us was actually real I suppose for want of a, a better mm. word I guess yeah. um, I was I wouldn't say fortunate enough I was the one that picked you up um, when you got back from that camp so waiting in the car park. Those videos as well, yeah. Yeah. Um, you weren't on the first bus. No. So then my my uh, anxiety's gone through the roof. I'm like, fuck. Have we they not told us something new? They're just not going to bring them back. Yeah, maybe they left her in the Grampians. Um, you got off the second bus. Um, two weeks is the longest that I've been away from you. Mm. Uh, same with obviously the longest that mum been away from you as well. When you got off of that bus, what was going through your head? Um, I, I had nothing in my head. I was practically dying. I. You got off the bus and you you burst into tears I, when you saw me. Yeah. Um, I didn't think I was going to see you again. I was overcome with with a lot of emotion as well. Um, I think from we probably came at that from two different perspectives yeah. i think yours was probably as you said you know you didn't think you were going to see us again um on that camp there was moments my heart got to below 30 beats per minute yeah and the instructor instructors didn't listen i was overcome because the person that i saw get off of that bus was worse than the girl that got admitted 18 yep. months prior yep. you were you were gaunt you were you were sunken you were I wrapped my arms around you and could feel every bone mm. in your body um, I remember calling calling Asha straight away and and being quite emotional and, and I think the realisation that we made a wrong call here um, yep. and then it was anger at the camp that they hadn't done in my opinion what what I thought was agreed to mm. um, you know obviously a lot of other information was disclosed to us after that about about your what you did on camp yeah um, which I think you know do you want to give us a, just a quick overview of how you came back in that state in terms of what happened on the camp yeah just I mean I guess just to summarise, you know, you, you weren't eating. Um, I wasn't eating. You didn't I would eat, eat maybe for, dinner. I wouldn't eat it with the group. I'd eat something different because I didn't want to eat that stuff. So you had an absolute relapse. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Am I allowed to say what I came back, like the weight I came back? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, so you I weighed got, yourself pretty much as soon as we got home, as as I got which home, I didn't so know about. I knew I wasn't okay. And I remember my best friend, Aaliyah, um, <laughs> was shit scared. Like, she was 
she's like she was scared I wasn't gonna make it through the night pretty much mm-hmm. um but she was that that she was there for me the entire time like and there was I remember the nights I would eat a biscuit when we had hot chocolates and she was like I'm so proud of so you. what did what when you weighed yourself when we got home that afternoon what did you weigh in at 46 kilos I think it was a bit less than that I think it was 45 from memory oh yeah okay I was 46 when I got back from Bali yeah sorry 45 <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah which was four kilos lighter than when you were admitted to hospital yeah um ash do you want to do you want to give us your input your hot take on on that (laughs) (laughs) i guess we were i we were disappointed on multiple levels i guess as you said we did think that was what we're hoping it was going to be that turning point for maddie that she would actually show us that she was better and we would do the right things and then as you said i guess it was also from the other side like we put our trust and faith in the school and tried to have as many conversations as we could with them to explain the situation um but i guess knowing now that you've got uni students that are basically responsible for your child and not understanding the intricacies of um, an eating disorder yeah we we definitely learned the hard way that that wasn't really the right decision and I guess that's why like this year Maddie being in year 10 (laughs) she didn't go on camp this year because we weren't prepared to take that risk again but you just you felt like you were just back at ground zero again which which, which we were we're just like we have to yeah exactly so it's just like you feel like you're getting somewhere and then you're one foot forward and then 10 steps back so it was just really disappointing just to see her back at that stage I mean she was also back playing basketball then and we basically just had to say Maddie you've got to just stop everything um again so it was just like you just have to limit Mm -hmm. everything in your life realistically the Mm -hmm. only thing you've been able to hold on to really is is work yeah so yeah we sort of had to push that as well with um the doctors too yeah so, I mean, you're exactly right in what you were saying then, actually. We were back to below ground zero. Um, so that leads us you know, back to basically starting the process again yeah. um, without being admitted. Without um, being admitted because I refused. I threw myself downstairs. Yeah. <laughs> we, um, I think it was at that point where, where we sort of Grew. Uh, I would, I would say, frustrated with with the hospital mm-hmm. uh, side of things and the, the the real lack of aftercare. Um, aside from a weigh in, and them telling you to eat more. Yeah. Um, which it gets old after a while. It it gets old. It gets very defeating and deflating um you know when when mum and i know and geordie that we were doing everything and more and then we just get either told that you know it's the anorexia and it's not madison we'll come and hang out come and hang out at our place for a while i can fucking guarantee you it's madison um and then just tell her to eat more you know we're cured um we made a decision probably towards the end of that year really mm-hmm. I guess to to just not go to hospital um, really yeah 
It was in Bali. I remember walking along the beach and I said to mum, like, I can't be going back anymore. Like, I need to, I need to stop going. And then you guys kind of made that decision. You saw that I was kind of, I needed to not go there anymore. And we never really went back. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, I guess we had accumulated enough base level knowledge I suppose yeah. um, I mean we've been going through this for over two years yeah, yeah. I'm just going to pause there uh, because I think there's probably a whole lot of other stuff that we're going to get into um, so this has gone from a one part to we'll, we'll make this over three and I can <laughs> promise you guys that we'll, we will get to the end of this but I think this is a really important topic that yeah. I don't want to jump around to as much on um as always, hit us up on our socials, on the Instagram. Don't. Oh, my gosh. Um, you can find me at, at Trent underscore. You can find me old mate sitting over no, there. <laughs> underscore Maddie.lifts. You can find us at barbells dot and dot beers. It's definitely that. I figure if they even plug that in there, they'll find us. Honestly, just search up Barbell. You can please. find Asher if you wanted to get a mother's yes. perspective on on this and um, you know that that mother daughter dynamic, which in this situation is obviously very important. Um, you can find her at Asher Burrows. Um, any, as we sort of said in the last time, any anything that you want us to to answer privately, okay. if you want to reach out, if you if you are in need, if you know someone that that you think is is in a similar situation um we are not professionals no. uh, i will i will make that crystal clear yeah. we have just been through a whole heap of shit yeah um so please feel free to reach out um, and we will do what we can we will answer whatever we can if there's anything you want us to expand on um please just just hit us up um, this is a topic that we are extremely passionate mm. about yeah. um and this does form a whole lot of what we are about here at beer barbells and beers <laughs> it's, it's after me don't have another beer i'm stuck on that beers. um we will talk to you guys soon slay